Hello, you're tuned in to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. Each week, we answer questions about Metro Phoenix and beyond. I'm Kaylee Monahan, podcast producer and wildlife nerd. When I saw today's listener question come through, I was so excited to answer it. Look at that. It's a cactus wren. James Bruckner of Chandler sent in this question. I'd like an episode on bird watching in the Phoenix area, or more generally, urban wildlife in the city. You've asked the right people, James. I have also been wondering about Arizona birds and where to see them. And today, I'll be exploring the first half of your question. But don't worry, next week's episode will answer the second part. Our state has an incredible diversity of bird life. Most people don't realize that there's only two states in the nation that have more birds than we do here. And that's California and Texas. And they have coastline. So that's kind of not fair. Like, yeah. They get all the seabirds and stuff. But Arizona is super diverse and just a wonderful place to bird all seasons. This is Kathy Wise, Community Service Program Manager with Audubon Southwest. And she is definitely the right person to talk to about avian Arizona. I love birds, so I'm happy to talk to you about them. Her love of birds started when she was young. I thought I wanted to be a zoologist. But at 16, I got a job at a car wash. I'm from California. And it was called the birdbath car wash because there were parrots. <laughs> People would like drop their cars off and then they would go into the waiting room and there were all these parrots in there. Like actual live parrots? Yeah, yeah, like live parrots. You know, it was like made like a jungle. It was kind of just this waiting room. And, uh, but there were parrots on perches, and I was the cashier, but I kept going into the bird room all the time. They were like, hey, do you maybe want to work in the bird room? And I was like, yeah. And so I started working with parrots, the big macaws and the, the cockatoos and like all the different parrots. And I totally fell in love with the whole avian side of things. So I started working with a person that was breeding, threatened, macaws and, you know, just kind of got into things that way and then became more interested in our native birds here, first raptors, birds of prey, and then all of our little birds. When it comes to how many bird species call Arizona home, the answer is not exactly straightforward. That is, from a scientific point of view. It's in the neighborhood of about 530 or so, but of those, only about 300 nest here. So it really depends on how you define like being here in Arizona. If you mean nesting birds, like 300, 
if it's birds that are here during the winter time or just like stopping through. It's in the neighborhood of about 200 species that just do that. There are, quote, snowbirds or just birds that are passing through to get somewhere else. Arizona is such a diverse state, such a fantastic state. As for what you can see around the valley, there are... The Verdon, which is a tiny little gray bird with a yellow face. Very small, builds a stick nest that looks like a globe. The American Coot. Which is a black water bird with a white beak. And one of my favorite waterfowls. The Heel Woodpecker. Morning Doves. Inca doves. White winged doves. And right now we're hearing house finches already singing. Um, and those are the birds with the red head and streaky brown. Um, beautiful, sweet song. The great-tailed grackle. That is a species that's actually expanded its range way back, I want to say the 20s and 30s, when Arizona started doing a lot of agriculture. You'll notice that the grackles, usually you see them in puddles. They really like water. They like irrigated pastures, that kind of thing. I love their sounds. Like They're very tropical sounding. Some people find them annoying, but I think they're really interesting and and yeah, they've been able to kind of make this uh, a home for them. Another bird has also made Arizona home. Rosy-faced lovebirds. These adorable little parrots are bright green with peachy pink faces and a stripe of blue under their wings. They have a distinctive but familiar call to valley residents. It's actually from West Africa, and back in the 80s, there were some escaped cagebirds, and they basically naturalized here because West Africa, the climate is not dissimilar to here. So these little birds, these little parrots were able to make it. People are delighted with them. They're super cute. We actually did a whole episode on these birds back in January 2020. Another abundant bird species are hummingbirds. You can find them all over Metro Phoenix. During the spring and summer, we have three species that can regularly be seen um, in town. Anna's, black chend, and also costas in some areas. If you live closer to the edge of the city, near the desert, you might have a chance to see some really unique desert species. Growing up, 
I'd often see red-tailed hawks perched on light posts surveying their domain. Turkey vultures were really common, too. And their look clearly inspired nearly every cartoon vulture with their bright red heads. Although, the caricature is rather unfair to such an amazing bird. What's up, Doc? My mama done told me bring home something for dinner. For dinner? Uh, what's cooking? Uh, what's it you're looking for? Oh, um, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, um, uh, uh, Oh, don't tell me, no, don't tell me. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, um. They have a very distinctive way of flying. Their wings in a V, kind of a dihedral, and they're always tipping. So they're always, they're using the wind to give them lift and give them direction. The other species that we could have are black vultures. They're more common in the southern part of the state and their wing shape is a little bit different. They fly a little more steadily and their heads are black and the underwing pattern is different. Two of my personal favorites that used to frequent my childhood backyard are the cactus wren and the gambles quail. Both are striking and have such distinctive calls. And the cactus wren sounds like a car trying to start. And that's our state bird, so um, it's important. I feel like everybody should know that sound. The cactus wren is definitely a sound I associate very closely with Arizona. But right along with that wren is the gambel's quail call. Whenever I hear them, I smile. Their little conversational chirps and burrs and trills and their warning calls are just so iconic. So where can you go to see local birds? Well, you have a lot of options. near the many man-made lakes, you could easily spot all kinds of ducks, geese, and coots.
The Desert Botanical Garden is also fantastic for bird watching. One place that always ranks near the top of birders' lists is the Riparian Preserve at Water Ranch in Gilbert. My favorite place in the valley is the Gilbert Riparian area. It's easy to access, it's fairly flat, there are a number of trails. If you're entertaining guests and they want to get out, but maybe some members of the party don't really want a bird, there's playgrounds, there's a library. <laughs> so there's kind of something for everyone. And Gilbert offers some ponds for waterfowl viewing. And uh, now is a really good time to see waterfowl. Lots of different ducks are wintering here. And those are easy to look at for people that are just getting started. And they're beautiful, so it's fun. Um, they're not going to typically fly away really quickly. Instead, they're floating on the water. You can focus your binoculars, get a really good look. So that can be really thrilling for people. The Thunderbird Conservation Park in Glendale is also reputed to have great bird watching opportunities. On Central Avenue, just south of the I-17, is the Nina Mason Pulliam Rio Salado Audubon Center. And it is also a great birding spot. If you're willing to drive a little, the Boyce Thompson Arboretum in Superior is also fantastic for bird watching and seeing wildlife in general. Speaking from my own experience, getting out and hiking at any number of our trails is sure to bring you near Arizona's birds. Two of my top places are Usury Mountain out in the East Valley or the South Mountain Park and Preserve. Both are very accessible to valley residents, but are removed enough from the city hubbub to attract birds who are shy of human activity. The best times to go birding are in the morning or early evening. This is when many birds are at their most active. So what do you need to go birding? Binoculars are recommended, and a map if you're going into more remote places, and of course, plenty of water. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Don't forget a hat and sunscreen as well. And maybe some snacks if you plan to be out there for a while. To really enjoy yourself, Kathy has this advice. I think it's really important to do some pre-research. There's a lot of resources. eBird is a great resource. Um, it's a kind of community project where people are able to submit their sightings. But even if you don't want to go that far, you can just look up, you know, birds in the area that you're going. So for example, Gilbert, you could just like Google that get a list, look at the birds beforehand, kind of front load yourself, and it makes for a better experience. Better even if you can listen to them and hear them.
about attracting birds to your yard? Well, for starters, forego the bird seed. The best way to attract birds for them and for you is to plant native plants. Um, and Audubon has a online searchable database so you can learn about native plants and they're arranged by your zip code. So you basically just put in your zip code and you get a list of plants that you can plant that are native and have been selected as being of special value to birds. And so that's really cool because let's say you just want to attract hummingbirds, you have a small patio or whatever, you can get a list of hummingbird-friendly plants. And by far the easiest type of bird to attract is the hummingbird. If you plant it, they will come. And then you don't have to worry about, I know in Phoenix, there's been some concern about neighbors complaining about seed and pigeons and all that. Native plants aren't going to attract pigeons. So what you're going to get are just native birds that have evolved to use those plants. And of special importance are the insectivores that have evolved to eat the insects that have evolved along with our native plants. And so it's very important that we provide in our open spaces the most resources that we can because we all know that development is happening. Our birds are suffering. So plant native plants. That's the best thing. Before wrapping up our conversation, I had to ask Kathy what her favorite singers are. Well, I'm a big fan of flycatchers. And most of those are neotropical migrants. So they're just here in the summer when we have a lot of bugs. And I think the best one is Western Kingbird. And it kind of sounds like if you're fast forwarding a cassette tape. And then there's a Bell's Vireo. And that one sounds like sneakers on a, like a basketball court. It's a small bird, and they are they have so much attitude, so I really like them. And then I really love vermilion flycatchers. And those are the birds, you may have seen pictures, the males are red, and when they are in courtship display, they fly and puff out their chest, and they look like a little heart. Um, and it's just so beautiful, and they make a sound, so you'll hear that sound too. So those are some of my favorites. James for submitting your question. Next week, our producer Thomas France is going to look at Arizona wildlife and where to see it. If you have a question about the Valley, be like James and send it to Valley101 at azcentral.com. Are you subscribed to Valley101? If not, add us to your podcast playlist and be sure to rate and review our show so we can reach more listeners like you. Follow us on social media at A-Z-C Podcasts. Music for this episode was provided by Universal Productions Music. All the bird calls were provided by Xenocanto.org. 
That's X E N O hyphen Canto C A N T O dot org. The Looney Tunes clip is from the 1942 episode Bugs Bunny Gets the Boyd. All rights for that episode belong to Warner Brothers. Special thanks to Kathy Wise for sharing her expertise on all of our local birds. For Valley 101, I'm podcast producer Kaylee Monahan. We'll see you next week.